0: You are now stuck inside my head. I apologize for the mess. Hey, welcome back to my weird podcast thing. So, uh, I haven't been able to get anyone to come in and do a podcast with me. So, I'm not going to the studio today. I'm actually going to try doing a little more mobile unit kind of thing. Um, I do think it's kind of funny that my beard hides just about any microphone. So, if this sounds okay, then this will be the podcast. Um, <clears throat> let's see, what do I want to talk about? Uh, there's a lot. Um, right now, I'm kind of in my head writing a, a blog post that I'll probably um, put out later this week. Uh, my wife and I were discussing um, generations, like the term generations, like when you say like Gen X, um, the greatest generation, baby boomers. Um, my wife was, was, she, it frustrates her when she reads articles that talk about specific generations and how there's just more and more of them and, you know, they kind of overlap and there's a lot of like different opinions about who's in what group and it's kind of become this tribal warfare of like my generation versus your generation, but the generations they're talking about aren't actually generational distances, like, you know, they're like 10 years apart and so, it's, it's groups of people that are only 10 years age difference, which really isn't a qual- qualifying as a generation. Because a generation is supposed to be, um, as far as a family generation, a whole segment of, of you know, your, your grandfather is of a different generation than you, your father is of a different generation than you. Um, your great 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 grandfather that's a different generation right because those are, those are people that grew up to the age of adulthood had children and then those children are the next generation of that family um, and the term that we use when we talk about what generation are you and all that kind of stuff those are marketing terms and this is what I told my wife and I just thought it's been, it's been kind of fun a fun practice in my head to uh, try to categorize these things um, because these originally came about as a marketing ploy—not uh, a marketing ploy, even just a way to look at demographics. Um, you see, in the early days, when you wanted to advertise, there was newspaper, there was magazines. The magazine would give you a hobbyist demographic, like you could—you know—you uh, could print something in a in a very specific train model model train magazine, and you can talk just to those people. And it gave you that demographic, which might have an age range to it, um, but if you're advertising in the newspaper or you're advertising in billboards, you know, your demographic's pretty much everybody that existed at the time, especially if you're talking about, you know, in like the early 1900s, um, that was how we communicated. And then you get into radio, and it's still a major widespread broadcast, you know, there's a few stations, and they're broadcasting to an entire region, that's the radio, Okay. Um, there was some competition out there, but not much, and it's you're you're pretty much the demographics very simple. There wasn't a lot of options. Uh, then we get into television, and in the 50s, we're talking about broadcast television, multiple stations maybe, and uh, a whole lot more in the realm of. Um, print communications, like little specific magazines and such, and a lot of advertising. Um, you know, uh, this is the heyday of, if you could advertise just about anything, because no one's, no one's able to search and, and look for if you're lying or not. You could just say whatever you wanted to say. Of course, that's probably the big way it's been since the beginning. Um, but, what's funny to me is that, uh, that's the time period, so like in the late 50s is the time period where people started saying, well, what, like, how do we, target this demographic. And that's when they said baby boomers. They said well there was the greatest generation which was the the guys that got us through World War II and then after that was the baby boomers and we call them that just because there was a, a, spike, a, a peak in the population from when soldiers came home. A lot of people had children, started families and boom there was a lot more population. But that peak in the population only for a few years is really the cause of the war and and that whole baby boom mentality of people starting families. Once you get ten, ten years past the war, you're talking about people that might not have been in the war. You know, kids that have now grown up. Went grew up during the war, but didn't serve and are now you know adults and starting families. Um, so it's a very narrow window. But that we we often refer when we refer to the baby boomers, we're talking about a demographic that is. From like 1946 all the way up into like the late 50s, which has nothing to do with baby boomers. It just has to do with we're trying to identify that age group, and so that's what it's become. Is we're trying to talk about a a group of people that have something in common, um, and really those people they don't their commonality isn't when they were born. Like that that the birth rate increase has nothing to do with those people in common, but what they would more have in common would be like the media that they absorbed. This is like when black and white TVs became normal and people could afford them. Um, the economy was doing pretty good after the war and and we saw a boom in television sales um, and television communications became normal. This is like the time period when, when people were, like the White House might have a, a broadcast um, to all the homes. Um, And you get up until like the 60s um, where you get everybody watching the space race on live television. Um, And I feel like that there's a common thing there but I think what would probably separate them the best if you were trying to separate them by life experiences would be that the greatest generation was magazines and newspapers. The baby boomer generation was black and white TVs, uh, I would say, obviously the greatest generation had radio, and radio was, was a sit, you'd sit down by the radio kind of thing. People had big radios in their house. Um, but the baby boomers had, had records, and record players, and black and white TVs, and were consuming media in that format, uh, magazines were becoming more plentiful, um, there was, you know, people still read the paper. News on TV wasn't, like, as uh, accurate as what was in the newspaper. Um, and not even, not say accurate, like timely. Um, there's just, you know, you, you see that developing. So I would say that black and white TV guys are probably, that's one segment of an audience. And then the people that grew up, and their first TV was a color TV. That's a different age group and different life experience. They had access to different technology and they experienced and it soaked in the world in a different way. Um, I would say when televisions first started going like 24 hours, that's a whole different audience. People that stayed up late watching TV that didn't happen before. Yeah, I don't know if you remember this, but used to you turn on the TV and it would just go off at a certain time you know it'd be like after the evening shows around 11 new or 11 midnight air time period it would just they play a patriotic song and then just turn off the tv signal and it would just be like a there's nothing they'd be broadcasting nothing pretty much um for a little while and that was the tvs went off the air and then went back on the air in the morning and uh that that people who know that and experience that are going to be a different group of people um So I think technology probably is the most unifying factor in what defines how a generation you could clump them together um, because you can't really just say that people who uh, are born on a specific date that that they experience that that same reality. Um, because some you know, someone in poverty might not, experience a cell phone until a certain time period when cell phones become affordable but someone who's not in poverty, someone who's well off, might experience a cell phone 10 years, 15 years before that. So birth and life experiences don't match regionally, like social, economically, it it's not there. Um, but cable television was a generation that grew up Where they didn't have antennas and they just watched TV off a subscription and there was channels specifically for children and they watched that, you know, the cartoon network, people that kids that grew up on SpongeBob, that's the cable television generation. I would think most people that we would probably point out and say those are millennials are actually just the cable television generation. And I don't think they would argue with that. It's also not an insult. Like that's, that is a common thing. They all understand those memes and they all understand that history because they were, they were they were there for it. Um, I'm trying to think what would define my generation. Uh, I'm technically Gen X but like uh, I have to say the I was the floppy disk generation um, that when computers and the internet was very early on you know we got uh, AOL disks in the mail and advertising saying hey install this software and run connect to our internet. Um, and, and, you know, my wife, when I said that, said, which size, five and a quarter or four and a half or whatever, the four-inch floppy. Th- they were they were all called floppy disks, and five and a quarter it was only like two years. And then right after that, when the hard disk came out, we all converted to hard disk. Even though we still had the five and a quarter floppy, we would always have a, dr- a computer that had two drives. One for the five and a quarter and one for the hard disk. Um, but that's my generation. That's what my childhood, that's I relate to that. Um, I, I grew up experiencing the development of the internet and technology. Um, <clears throat> and I would say that, like, that's a, a huge contributor to my understanding of how I see the world and what I see going on now. Um, you know, I think that Probably defines a more relevant issue than the range at which I was born. And there's people not, not that that were born the same time I was. They didn't have that same experience. Um, you know, I know a woman who didn't have her first computer until, and she was we're the same age. She didn't have her first computer until we were uh, in college. Um, I gave her her first computer. So uh, th- completely different. Life story. So, I don't. I think we should get get rid of the whole generations are by dates. I think we should define generations by the technology. So, the black and white television generation, the color television generation, the cable generation, the the uh, floppy disk generation, the CD-ROM generation. Um, I think tablet. The tablet generation is going to be kids that grew up with the tablet in their hands. And I think we're going to all see the, the outcome of that and how that did for for those kids. Um, you know, we, we see a lot of... I, I'm not going to comment. We see a lot of problems in society that I feel like could be related to we're presenting kids with certain technologies way too early because um, we didn't know any better. We thought that was good for the development. We like, oh, they'll be geniuses. And we thought they were geniuses because they knew how to use computers, but it turned out they didn't know how to communicate with humans. So that wasn't great. Um uh I think the internet generation is somewhere in there. Kids that, that grew up with access to what we would call broadband internet, you know, um, Netflix. Uh, you know, but then there's the Netflix people that got DVDs. That was my generation. Um, the blockbuster, you know, generation is, is definitely much a time period that people who are of that time period that remembers going and getting cassette VHS, uh, movies, you know, uh, that was an ordeal, um, and that was a big part of our lives, like, I, I think I played all my Nintendos, uh, we owned one, but it was, it was just one early on, all the Super Nintendos and kind of all the cool games and stuff, we rented that stuff from a Blockbuster or a, I think it was called Randy's at the time. Um, but we rent those things for the weekend and just play, play games nonstop. We wouldn't turn off the device cause there was no saving back then. So we would just sit there and, and play those games. Um, and uh, it was like 20 bucks, 20 bucks. And you could rent a game, you know, or several games and the console for the whole weekend and return it on Monday. And that would make for a fun, you know, especially like a, if we had a Friday off big long weekend, that was our, our, me and my brother's favorite thing to do was to rent a, a console, um, and even console gaming. Like I feel like that's a generation that's now gone. Um, split screen gaming is a is a generation that you either either played those games, and you remember that time period, but it's it's not coming back. And I think that's one of the big determining factors of how you can define a generation, is the elements that they experience that won't that won't come back around. Um, And they might come back around. I'm just saying that like they haven't. They're they're now archaic, old, and and if you like, if I showed somebody a floppy disk, there's kids today would not know what that is, other than it looks like the save icon on their computer. Um, And so I think I think if we if we leaned on technology, I think we'd have less confusion. And I think the reason we try to create so many demographics these days, and we're like, oh well, now there's the X Y Z, you know. There's so many generations now, and they're, they're relabeling them every five years, it seems like. And I think the problem with that is because technology is advancing so quickly. Um, I feel like kids born, uh, I think, well, they'll probably try to identify a COVID generation. Um, you know, kids that were in school during COVID, and it really messed up their education. Uh, that's going to be a, an identifying factor that they're all going to remember and relate to. Um, but I think more than that, what we're looking at next is the artificial intelligence generation. Um, kids that are four years old right now are probably going to have an AI friend by the time they finish high school. Um, have some kind of study partner technology that, that seems very human that will be an artificial intelligence because we're already seeing that now it's going to it's going to come out fast and that's definitely going to define a generation um, that uh you know may may become commonplace and not be as defined as definitive as, as a thing um, in fact you might look back and say that teenagers today will look back and call themselves the you know the search engine generation because in the future kids might not know what a search engine is um but that's the that's what I think is neat about the whole generational thing, uh, is that you you don't get to define your generation. The generations underneath you get to define you. They'll figure out what you're called, they you know, because it's it's not best to name it off of the what's happening right now. Because what's happening right now, why not define you that well? Like if if we if we called people that grew up in the seventies the automotive generation because cars were You know, everybody had a car in the sixties and seventies. Well everybody still has a car. Like that hasn't changed. The cars have changed, but you know, that that's not a relatable thing that we don't all relate to. So I think what helps is to determine well what do those people relate to that, that other people won't understand? Um you know, uh government cheese is a thing that not everybody is going to understand. But some people are going to have that. That's their memory of of their history and, and commonality they would understand. Um, and then some people, when you say that, would have no idea what you're talking about. And uh, I feel like this is where I kind of want to brainstorm this. I want to design a category of these things and figure out. And I, I don't know if I'll have time for this. I don't even know if it's a doable task. To be able to determine all the categories of generational, uh, demographics based on technology or something that happened in society that, that only those people would understand. Um, certain worldwide events like the moon landing, uh, I think defines, if you, if you remember watching the moon landing live, that's a common thing that you have with everyone else and also it kind of defines some of that time period, um, because there was a lot of hope, there was a lot of uh, achievement focus, um, and uh, optimism, I would say, um, kind of coming out of that time period. So uh, there's stuff there, I think, that, that ties us together. And I think it's more valuable to think of those things than it is to think about what year you were born. I feel like at some point it becomes like an uh, astronomical sign kind of thing. It's like, well, what? I, I, that's the year of the tiger. Like it's meaningless. It's just your birthday. It doesn't really. It doesn't really say anything about you unless you really buy into that stuff. Um, so uh, that's what I've been thinking about lately. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to write do a write up for it. I don't know if I'll be able to come up with all the criteria for it or how I would establish it. But I, I just feel like it's better demographic information. I feel like if you were trying to decide who you wanted to reach with a message, that being able to say that um this is what these people would think is nostalgic will help you understand that target audience better. Um, but that's not gonna be based just on age. So uh if you're just if you're only a demographic you really care about is age, I think maybe you should rethink your marketing plans, but uh, and there is an overlap there, but I just don't think it's. I think the problem is we've we've got absorbed with it to the point that we're just telling people, oh, you're one of these. You were born this time, then you're one of these people. And not everyone wants to believe be a millennial, even if the dates match. It's like Oh well, that's not who I am. I don't associate to those things. The the actual millennia didn't affect me. Didn't doesn't define me. Um, and all the things that we associate to millennials, they might not might, might be true for them. And so we have a whole thing about I don't want to be in that category. Um, so I think we need a set of categories that we can actually opt into and say, this this is this is who I am. this is the this things I relate to and a history I understand. so anyways, uh, other than that, I've been scooting around like crazy my motorcycle, I've been having a lot of fun uh, and uh, finished my class this weekend. Uh, for that, so I'll actually be licensed because, I, I may have been putting some miles on my motorcycle before I actually had a license for it. Uh, but in Oklahoma, there's not much else you can do because there's, like, a three-month waiting period and, uh, I actually did need to be able to get out and read around without I didn't have another vehicle for a while there, so, uh, but I also got out a, route a lot more than I normally would because it was a lot of fun, so, um, But I've been enjoying that. I'm trying right now to do a little exploring of Oklahoma and do like, if you look at my Instagram, I'm trying to do uh, capture corners of Oklahoma City, of the metro, by just exploring on a motorcycle and finding like uh, sculpture art and buildings and stuff that are kind of iconic and try to capture those uh, in a way that I feel like I've indexed it well and I can be like, okay. So it's, it's just a little artistic side of me that I just want to something I want to do so that's my my current thing is that like if I have free time I want to head to the city and and try to catch something or or find something Um, you know especially in that golden time period in the evening to capture a nice picture Uh, but having a lot of fun and I got no complaints you know Uh, yeah so I'm going to leave it at that Take care of yourselves, and thanks for tuning in. Bye.